In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Christ is in our midst. He was, and is, and ever shall be. Today on February 2nd, which is the 40th day after December 25th, the, the Nativity of our Lord, we celebrate the presentation of the Lord into the temple on the 40th day. Now we recall just a little bit what we, we heard in this morning's gospel. Again, it's the 40th day, and following the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph bring the 40-year-old Jesus to the temple to dedicate him, to give offering, and to give thanks, and to give a, a sacrifice of thanks according to the law. And then they come upon Simeon, who the church knows as the God-bearer because he held Jesus Christ our Lord, and who had, a, who had a prophetic promise from the Holy Spirit himself that Simeon would hold in his arms the consolation of Israel before he reposed. And so the first question I have for you is this. What does it mean that he would hold the consolation in his arms, Simeon? Isn't the consolation already in the temple? Doesn't he go to the temple there to be consoled? There's a question to think about. And then when he, Simeon holds the Christ child, then he says this mystical, mystical expression that we hear in the, in the gospel today. Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. Simeon is saying, now I can die in peace, complete and fulfilled. Wasn't he complete and fulfilled in the temple up to that time? He says, Lord, let me depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Now, what is Simeon saying? The question, there's, there's a background to, in, the, in the scriptures of what is happening today. What did Simeon mean? Was God present before Jesus came at that moment in the temple at that time? The answer was no. What do you mean, Father Michael, the Lord was not in the temple? Look to church history. Ezekiel prophesied and way before uh, there was a time when, the, um, when Israel and Jerusalem was invaded by the Babylonians. And the Babylonians destroyed the temple and took everything out of the temple and took the people and took them to Babylon and they were in captivity there for some 50 years. This is an event in history. And before this event, Ezekiel the prophet prophesied what was going to happen. He prophesied that the glory of the Lord, what's called the Shekinah in Hebrew, would leave the temple because of the corruption that took place there among the priests, because of the wickedness and the iniquity and the injustice and the neglect and the exploitation etc. And this happened in history, again, when God allowed the Babylonians to come to destroy the temple and take the people away. And then Ezekiel has this vision of the Lord leaving the temple. And I won't go into too much detail here, but he says here, he has this vision of the Lord being carried on a throne. 
and the throne has wheels. So he says something like wheels. And these wheels are carried by the cherubim, by, by angels. And in this way, there's lots of lights and lots of big, glorious, almost beyond, it's beyond words. Ezekiel is trying with his own language to describe what's happening. He sees a vision of the Lord leaving the temple. Now, to give you an, to give you an idea of how, what a fantastic sight this must have been, if you look on the History Channel, these kind of nutty shows about UFOs, right? These UFOologists will look at this, this vision of Ezekiel and say, look, they have UFOs in the Bible. I'm not commenting about the UFOlogists, but this gives you an idea of the glory of the Lord and how marvelous it is to the eyes of the people, right? This was a vision, a prophecy before it happened that the Lord would leave the temple. And then, in that same, later on in Ezekiel's prophecy, he has this beautiful, poetic prophecy of the time when the Christ will come and he just come back into the temple. And he, decide, and he says that God will return to be among his people when God's glory will once again fill the temple and God will take up his glorious throne in the temple and be in the midst of his people. This is the background of the feast that we have today when our Lord enters into the temple, carried into the arm, by the arms of the Theotokos and then given to the arm, into the arms of the righteous Simeon. And this is what it means is his consolation, his hope, and the hope of all of Israel is fulfilled. The Lord returns to the temple and his people. We may look at Joseph and we may look at Mary and we may look at them holding this little Christ child and say, how quaint, how cute, how adorable. But it's much more than this because this is the Lord himself, this Shekinah, the glory of the Lord, entering back into the temple. Now let's ponder how the Lord at this moment with Joseph and Mary returns. What was the Lord's, this Shekinah's in the flesh means of return? The Lord comes back in humility. He comes back as a baby. He comes back, in a, not in a throne of wheels and cherubim, but in the arms of his mother. And then it says here in the, in the, uh, that the glory of the Lord would be, was, was filled the temple once again. Instead of a chariot, he comes in his mother's arms. Yet this entrance with the Theotokos is no less glorious than the, than the chariot and the wheels and the fire and the angels and the lights. Think about this. Let's meditate about this. What, do you, what happens when a, when a mother, any mother, brings a baby into a room? I see it here all the time with our Greek, Greek yayas and our Lebanese grandmothers and everything. The room goes hush. It's a holy moment. This baby comes in and any noise that it makes, everyone says, how cute. That's so beautiful. How glorious. And then at that moment, the child is the star of the room. Everyone wants to see, everyone wants to see the child. Everyone wants to hold the child. This is the means... This is the glorious means by which the Lord entered into this temple. So 
Let's not think that this event we see today is merely cute and a quaint scene, but it is full of divine power. In this baby Jesus, the Shekinah returns as a righteous judge and a just king, as God. This is the Lord. Lord. This is the power. His power will soon be manifest. And as a judge and as a king and as divine power, he will soon, as we know in the New Testament scriptures, be a refining power like a fire that purifies gold and silver, that burns away impurities of corruption and wickedness and sin and death. This young baby in time will render a people pure of any impurities of sin. He will purge the things that keep us from being what God created us to be. He will purge anything that keeps us from being fully present and in full communion with him. This baby has the power to restore men and women to their original beauty. Now as a conclusion, as a final meditation, this is also today, this is Sunday, and we combine these two feasts of the presentation, yes, but also the resurrection. Every Sunday in the Orthodox Church is Pascha, is resurrection. We, should sing, we could sing if we wanted to, Christ is risen, all year long. But we do in the many hymns that we have. This child that was brought into the temple today would go on to live. He would be strong. He would be mighty among his people. He would be the consolation of many. He would teach. He would preach. He would perform miracles. He would manifest his divinity. He would be full of divine power. He would allow himself to die on the cross and then to, to be risen from the dead, leading us all to eternal life and salvation. See this beautiful and unique thing that happens when we celebrate these two feasts today of the presentation and of the resurrection. This feast has not happened on, on a Sunday, I looked on my records, since 2014. So six years. And so today is a special day to meditate on these two things. That Jesus Christ is our consolation. He is the consolation of all the world, whether they know it or not. And also he is our resurrection and our life and our repose and our hope and our consolation. May we give glory to Christ our God and we may, may, may we repent so we may live a complete and full life with him.